Hey, Vicky. What are you listening to? I'm listening to Brit's Guide to Disney Vacation Club. Those guys are great. They sure are. Hi, welcome to the show. This week we've got some guests on talking about buying resale DVC. Bring on my co-host, Trevor. How you doing, my friend? Very good, thank you. Nice to be here. There's that lovely accent there for you people. Right, we have brothers and we have a couple of podcasting legends. So that's four. I've got this. I've got this, Kurt. Don't worry. Right, so now you know Mr. Stone's on. First time you were on a DVC podcast, you forgot me. Yeah, every time I forget you. How could I ever forget you, my friend? Right, we have the two brothers. We have the Kessler brothers on. We have Glenn Kessler and Jeff Kessler, two of my closest friends from the DVC and Disney community. Hi, Glenn. How are you doing, my friend? Very good, Kevin. Good to uh, good to be on with you. Joining you here from Maryland over in the States. Is that the cookie country? That's all we know Maryland for. Well, biscuits are something quite different here. I don't know what cookies, crackers, biscuits, what all it is. But, uh, you know, we we eat well. We, we like it. Yeah. And now let's bring on my favorite Kessler brother, Jeff. How are you doing, my friend? Doing good. Thanks for having me on here, Kevin. Excited to be on one of your early podcasts. Yeah. Well, I wanted to bring you and Glenn on together because we've got an interesting story there with your resale experience so far. During this, you may hear somebody come in and say, this is Kevin from the future because what I'm hoping to do with this podcast is follow it through to when you actually end up purchasing your DVC points. We're all sorted and you've got them in your uh, DVC account. So this may come out in a couple of months time, but hopefully we'll... uh, Kevin, can you just make sure that Kevin from the future also tells us what the winning lottery numbers are for next week? (laughs) We'll do that, Paul, no problem. Okay. Uh, There you go. Now, we've got a legend here who's just butted in there. Mr. Doland, of 10 years' experience from Diz After Dark. Welcome, my friend. Thank you very much, yeah. Legends are old things, usually. They, they go back in time, and that certainly applies to me. Thank you. <laughs> Excited to be on your podcast, Kevin. You're the other Mr. Paul, aren't you? You're, you were known as Mr. D because there were two Mr. Pauls D, yeah. on Diz After Dark. That's right. Now Disney Parts and Beyond. We've re- renamed, rebranded. Yeah, I listened Diz After Dark from almost the very first episode and then went back to listen to the first episode and oh, yeah. Uh, yeah <laughs> it's it's well, evolved. I on the first episode I didn't come on until about episode seven so I I take no responsibility for the first six that first episode is a real classic if you can get out of it if mm. you don't mind uh, listening to a few profanities it's really moved on and become a, a really successful product I think for the UK yeah. Let's bring on the last person. You've heard him already. He is a legend in podcasting circles. He is the podfather himself, Kurt Stone. Hiya, Kurt. Hey, buddy, Kevin. Yes, I was on the first episode of my podcast. Almost 400 of them I've been on. Yeah, well, they churn out podcasts at the After Dark Network team. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I'm from Connecticut, Kevin. You know what we're known for? Connecticut, Kurt, that's all I know you're known for. <laughs> We're the insurance capital of the world. How boring is that? <laughs> Kurt, when you listen to the show, which has dropped as we record on the 1st of May here, our first episode has gone out today, and uh, I gave you a shout-out 
All right. Thank you. I'm finally got you trained. Yeah, I'm working for seven years on you and it's starting to pay off finally. You're on my podcast this week, by the way. And I want you to know I recorded for, or I was editing for 20 minutes when I realized your new pod mic there was a little bit high and I had to re-edit. So I've been spending like, I don't know, about 10, 15 hours on you this week. Oh, bless. <laughs> Trust me, I've, I've, I edited the first podcast down to 20 minutes. It's just a little over 20 minutes. And yeah, it's it's an experience. I did a lot of drop-ins there, though, and I think we'll go forward. We'll do it in this sort of format as a conversation. The listeners out there, if they can give us feedback, we'd appreciate it on, on what you prefer. But I like this format where we've got a group of people on to talk about, as it happens today, the same subject. So the plan was today we have three people purchasing resale contracts at the Polynesian. Now, it's already been a bumpy ride for one particular person. So, Jeff, do you want to go first as you're having a little bit of a, a nightmare of a time purchasing the Poly contract you uh, put the offering on? Sure. Yeah. My original intention, I kind of narrowed down my choices of where I wanted to buy resale and Polynesian was one of those. And there was just an amazing deal that popped up that actually uh, my brother saw first. He was already under contract. So quickly texted me and said, hey, you got to get on this deal. Great price per point. Uh, had points carried over from 2000 uh, 19, I think even, or at least from 2020, plus there was points for 2021 and moving forward. So had a lot of points on it, good price. I pounced on it literally in that moment. He had a uh, an agent that he had been working with. So I was able to text with that guy. And uh, within a couple of minutes, he said, yeah, looks like you're the, you're the lead. It had had multiple bids put in, but you're the lead. We'll get it moving forward. So don't forget to tell the funny part of that story that, you know, you I, I texted you and I said, I said, you got to get on this thing immediately because it's such a good deal. It's going to be gone. And you put in your bid, you sent him an email or you filled out the form uh, that they have on their website and then went and checked online and it was gone. It was not listed anymore. And you were so crestfallen. You're telling your wife, ah, oh, you know, we missed it. And I was like, brother, you waited too long. And then like two minutes later, you got an email from the guy and he was like, you're the person who got yep. it. You're the reason yep. it's not listed anymore. Yeah. He said there was multiple ones, but I was the one I thought we didn't, I didn't get it. My wife didn't even know we were bidding on DVC. It, this is at like eight 30 at night. We're trying to put the kids to bed. So it was just this whole thing. When he said, we've got it, I was super excited. Uh, a month and a half later, paperwork filled out, deposit put in, I get the email. It was too good of a deal. So good that uh, Disney did their right of first refusal. And so they snatched it up and that put us back to uh, starting starting point again, but had the itch, I guess, losing out on it. I was very quick to look at several different sites, uh, not just the one site I was looking at. That was an interesting thing that I wasn't aware of, of how many different sites there were that you can find the DVC resales. Could not find Poly for a, a price that I liked. And quite frankly, it was, it was number two on my list. Number one was the one I ended up putting an offer in, and that's with Bay Lake Tower. Now, hopefully that will go through. We are in that in that stage waiting for the uh the email of yes it made it through right of first refusal or once again we got scooped up got a good deal it's not as good uh as that previous one but um 
feeling hopeful that that will end up Bay Lake Tower just be neighbors to Bali. Just wondered selfishly, how long did it take between the contract being submitted to Disney and Disney and you hearing back to say that Disney had exercised the right of first refusal? It was just over three weeks, I want to oh, say. Okay. I, I moved very quickly to get all the paperwork in and the people selling it moved very quickly. And it was, yeah, it was about three weeks, I want to say. Yeah, Paul, yeah, I, was... I would I would just say, Paul, there's no rhyme nor reason. I did a, an interview with B. Thaxton, who's a DVC agent who a resale with DVC shop. And she, she will see things get buy back. Their buy back contract at Saratoga Springs for 105 a point. And yeah. then they let another contract go through at a hundred dollars a point so there isn't any doesn't appear to be any reason i mean don't get me wrong if someone accepted a really low price obviously they're buying it back that's the protection yeah. that's why yeah. the product retains its value because disney will not allow it to go for next to nothing yes trevor do you think it's to do with the actual resorts itself whether it's they deemed it as like their high value resorts or the amount of rooms that they have do you think it's something to do with that well they again basically referring you back to what I just said, there doesn't seem to be any rhyme or reason no. to it. They don't tend to sell, to buy back ones that they're they're still selling. Yeah, sorry, Jeff. Yeah, so uh, I talked to the agent afterwards and kind of asked these, these same questions. I was like, do they just buy them back? And he was able to list off some of the resorts that had gotten bought back previous month. Mm. And it was a wide assortment. Um, I, ironically, he said Animal Kingdom Animal Kingdom Lodge was the one that was the most frequently bought back. And even so, that was only three or four uh, different ones. But he also listed Polly and, and uh, some others as well. I, I um, don't know if you guys are aware, but one of the resellers produces a, a monthly report. And they actually do a monthly podcast on resale prices and what Disney's been buying back for the last three months. The, the report is on their website. But it did show that previously they hadn't been buying back Polly. And in January, I think they bought back almost nothing. In February, they started buying back. And in March, they bought back a lot, right? Like 28% of contracts were bought back in March. It was only 8% in February. And I think it was like zero in, in January. I remember so seeing I, that, Paul. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I was assuming that it would be a case of, you know, because I guess what a lot of people don't know is you can buy direct from Disney, you know, not they only advertise like Riviera or uh, the, the current resort that they've got selling for new, but you can buy back any of the resorts and you can request to Disney. So I was assuming that they kept some kind of shopping list of people that want points for different resorts. And then as that comes up, they grab a resale contract, looks attracted to them. That was my, I mean, I don't know, but that was my guess. That must be how they're getting the poly contracts or Animal Kingdom contracts or whatever. Yeah, that, that, that does sound very reasonable, obviously. And I would be surprised if they're doing it on a, on a granular level, like one person, but they're probably seeing larger trends and saying, yeah, there's a lot of excitement about this resort. Let's buy it back. Something else I uh, came to realize through, through my journey, and, and I'm sure I'll get into this in just a little bit, but uh, I was purchasing from an international seller family in uh, Hong Kong. The, the information I got was that uh, Disney does not like dealing with the paperwork of international sellers. So pretty much a guarantee that that was going to pass right of first refusal and, and it did. Yeah, there's an extra there's an extra tax implication that, that you need to go through if you're buying from a foreign seller and Disney doesn't seem to want to touch that. With that sort of thing, I spoke to Beth Axton and if we resell our contract, 
will have to pay a tax only on what you've made. So say you pay $10,000 for the contract and you sold it for $12,000, you pay the tax on those $2,000, not on the $12,000. Do you understand what I'm saying? I heard that and I thought, oh, that's quite a bit if I'm going to lose all that money on tax. But it is only on the profit. A little bit like housing property over here. And I, I thought you could actually claim that back after the fact as well. Yeah, I think you can. Yeah, I think you're yeah. correct in that, Paul. I think you can claim it back. It does mean as a foreign seller, you know, some of the some of the resellers will actually put by the contract, you know, foreign seller because they know that makes you more attractive. And and therefore, you know, hopefully you can get a better price, you know, because you, if you know that Disney isn't going to swoop in and steal a bargain, then, um, then it gives you a, a, a good position if you're selling. Uh, nice that us Brits would uh, appear more attractive than Americans for once, eh? That's unusual, isn't it? <laughs> Let's have your story then, Glenn, from the start to the finish, all the uh, ins and outs of what happened. If you don't oh, my mind. goodness. From the start to the finish? The start uh, I have got an actually a question for you, uh, Glenn. When did yeah. you think about buying DVC? Exactly, Kevin. Yeah, the start for me goes back to my first interaction with the the guy on screen uh, for me to the right, Mr. Kurt Stone, who was introduced. Episode 12 uh, of Kurt's podcast. Now, he's at about 400 right now. So seven years ago, I was searching on the internet, interested in buying DVC and came across a a couple of podcasts and and one with this guy, Curtis Stone. I asked him a couple of uh, questions by email and, you know, hoping, hoping he might answer something like that. He said, come on the podcast. You'll be my second guest I've ever had. And uh, we talked about DVC and I asked him a bunch of questions and you can find that one in the archives. I know Kevin knows how to find that. And, and, and our archivist, Daniel Ginger, of course, you know, I, I, I wasn't convinced out of that uh, out of that episode you know, that I wanted to. So you're not a very good salesman. <laughs> I did not try to sell you on DVC. I don't even think Disney tries to sell you on DVC. They're not a very high sales yeah situation even when you sit down with them. They're like, hey, we're, we're popular. We don't need to sell you. Which actually sells you on it more because like if they have that confidence in the product, you, you've got to know it's going to be a great uh, product. Trevor? Yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, exactly that. The fact that they don't pressure sell you, I think for us when we bought, was the, the whole reason why we bought it, because you didn't feel pressured. Curtis said it was just, we know this is a great product. We don't need to force it on you. You're going to buy it anyway. <laughs> I, actually, I'll just, I haven't interrupted yet, and that's what I do. So I'll... <laughs> yeah, you're good at that. When I was looking at it and I was sitting down, I had already decided to purchase, but he said, yeah, if you... The sales guy, I was up in New York when I bought mine 10 years ago. And he said, well, we're running this special, the DVC, we're doing a Black Friday. And uh, it's going at this price. And it was under $100 at Bay Lake Tower when I bought 10 years ago. 97 I bought it for. After you put in the discount, but he said in like next year, like early next year in spring, it's going to be $150 a point. And I thought he was giving teasing me and like, all right, whatever. I'm already buying. You don't have to do that. And guess what? It went up because I was near the end of that sales rotation for they were getting ready to sell out on Bay Lake Tower and they went up to $150 a point. He didn't lie to me. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's uh, ob- obviously, you know, we we know that DVC goes up in price. I mean, this is something that, you know, I think is is kind of out there. And so a lot of people, and this is something I was thinking about very much in my purchase, buy it with the intention of making some money off of it potentially uh, with a resale. And, you know, I looked at the numbers, guys. You know, I'm, I'm really a numbers guy. I don't do that for a living, but I absolutely love math and numbers. And, you know, looked at it a thousand different ways and couldn't make the numbers work for myself until I had a wonderful conversation conversation with um, Chad Pennycuff, who, you know, runs runs another, you know, DVC podcast here in the States. And I was uh, guest hosting on his trivia that he did during the pandemic. And we got to talking off off mic. And he says, you know, have you looked at the numbers with with reselling it at the 10 year mark? And so I plugged that into all of my numbers and it made it look a lot more attractive. And so that's what ended up kind of being the, the kind of the linchpin of the purchase that I pulled the trigger on this this time around. You know, that kind of got me looking. We had a little extra cash to throw at it. And um, and around January, February, I started to look, reached out to uh, to an agent. Uh, and sure enough, we had some 200 point contracts over at Polynesian, which was looking good to me and picked up a 220 point contract for $150. And, you know, that's it's a contract that, let's see, we put in the offer February 18th of this year and we passed right of first refusal with that international seller 27 days later on, on March 17th. And just to bring you all the way up to date, you know, we finally closed 41 days later on, on April 27th. I think that's a very long time of Apparently, the seller, you know, who who's international, had not been doing his end of the uh, of the contract. So, you know, our our intermediary kind of mediary kind of stepped in and pushed forward a little bit on that, gave him a little pressure on them. So, we were able to to get that done by April twenty seventh. Yeah, I think when you're a seller, you have to have contract notarized, like a, a lawyer or a solicitor in the UK. So, that may have been the issue. When you're a purchaser, you don't have to do that. It's all done over the internet. It's all as a re- resale purchaser and I, I did everything with my mobile phone I felt a copy took scanned it and sent it through I didn't do anything other than than over the internet you know and a deposit via my visa card and then I did a wire wire cash transfer and that was it it was a little bit quicker than yours but it was I think my offer went in the end of August and I got my points into my account in October so it's not necessarily a quick a quick deal. Not like buying direct like Kurt. Can I do an uh, advertisement for my podcast now? <laughs> <laughs> what podcast? Is it time yet? Yeah, the Disney what? Crush, yeah. <laughs> so Glenn comes on my show. We've recorded. I recorded right after. Actually, the same day Kevin and I recorded, and we talk about DVC. And Glenn goes into excruciating detail about his spreadsheet. So if you want to hear that, listen to my show. You've, you've got to stop saying excruciating detail. <laughs> You're going to drive people away from the episode. It, it's I, I don't like the numbers. My yeah. my DVC purchase was all about feeling. Yeah I, yeah. I said in the previous podcast when we spoke to B, I said, you've got two purchases of DVC contracts. You've got people that purchase it full of value and you've got people that purchase it with their heart. Now they want the blue card, perhaps. Perhaps they just want a better resort. So they'll buy Polly. Bay Lake Tower, whereas I came in right basement bottom, bottom end, as cheap as I could and as cheap a Jews as I could, and I bought Saratoga Springs. Now saying that, I bought it in 2017, $85 a point. That contract now, completely stripped, will go for about 105 And I've had good deal. Uh, yeah. And I've used the points. And Kev, do do your uh does your contract go to 
2057 then? Are you on that cycle? The cycle is 2054 for Saratoga Springs. You're thinking of the extended contracts at Old Key West are 2057 and the original contracts at Old Key West are 2042. We have explained that a little bit in a previous podcast and we're going through explaining that a little bit drip feed because obviously this DVC is a really complex thing and, and to put all of that in one episode. I mean, Mr. Dolan there, sir, you did a fabulous job. It was a marathon of a show, wasn't it? It was a marathon of a show, yeah. Yeah, I had about 15 pages of notes. In fact, I've, got, I've still got them here in front of me. But yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll maybe explain a little bit about how that whole thing came around when, it, when it's my turn to go. Well, yeah, with that, it's I, complicated. Think, I think we're, we're, we're going over to you then, Paul. You explain that sure. why why now have you put b- b- bought into mm. DVC? I mean, I know, <laughs> yeah. I know, I've known you for several years and you've been going yeah. on this free dining plan deal for the last decade at least yeah 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 that's right i mean we i I think i've told this story on the show but we had booked to go to disney we normally book our holidays way in advance because obviously coming from the uk we're gone for at least two weeks usually we go 17 18 nights we had booked and 18 months before through virgin i got a letter through the post which said that we're giving you the free dining plan so disney had launched free dining this is back in like 2005, I think. And the, the, because we'd already booked and it was applicable for those dates, they just gave us a free dining plan. It was the full dining plan at that time. It was the tip as well, you know, the whole lot. Anyway, so we had taken advantage of free dining and normally stayed at value resorts. And then we started to trade up to moderates. When Animal Kingdom Lodge came up, we almost bought then we got i got the pack from disney i still got it it's like a beautiful hardback book and the dvd and all of that and we almost bought and we just kind of chickened out the last minute for a variety of reasons thought about it a few times over the years and we continue to go back obviously we normally go every other year or every third year and what happened was it was it was only about two months ago that one of the other network podcasts had a guy on talking about DVC and that really kind of re-sparked my, my interest and I thought right we'll do a full on DVC episode for, for our podcast and that's and that's what we did and that's what, what Kevin was referring to but it was a hell of a lot of information but that whole thing kind of re-sparked my, my interest and, and before you know it then I'm looking for contracts for me and every morning I'd get up I kept all the tabs open I think I had nine different resale websites so there are quite a few of them out there there is actually a website which tracks all the offers from all the resellers but it's not updated as fast as you would you would want it to be that's the only downside to that so every morning i'd get up and i'd check the contracts and we started off thinking about animal kingdom lodge actually we really wanted animal kingdom lodge and then we kind of got this idea about wow the poly you know that would be a different experience from anything that we've ever done because we've never actually stayed on the monorail loop at any time and then we decided right okay for various reasons and i know we're going to talk about pros and cons we, we decided to go for the poly and i was probably looking for a couple of weeks just to try and get a feel for prices, strip contracts, loaded contracts, double points, things like that. And then one popped up for the right number of points for us. We're looking for 160 points because that will get us a studio for two weeks at the Poly every other year, or it will get us a bigger property every every third year if, if we take extra family. So that was our kind of logic behind the 160 points. Um, I made an offer and I made an offer which was slightly below the asking price. So they were asking 159 a point. I offered 155 and it was immediately accepted. So I thought, great. Then I, then I listened to the podcast 
which said that Disney had started buying back Polly, and I'm like, oh dear, I wish I'd offered the 159 now, you know, but as you say, Kevin, you know, there's no kind of rhyme or reason to these things, so I've rolled the dice and, and we'll see what happens. So that contract has gone into Disney on the 19th of April, so about 11, 11 days ago. That's why I was asking Jeff, you know, how quickly do they come back if they're going to buy it back? So that's kind of where we are right now. We're sitting there, we've paid a deposit. The whole process was very, very easy, uh, very straightforward. You know, we signed the contract, did the deposit, and then obviously the deposit is refundable if Disney does buy back. Uh, we're sitting here waiting on tender hooks. Yeah. Yeah, Jeff, to, give some, to give you some perspective and maybe set your mind a little more at ease, I didn't list up the the price that we had on our poly contract, but it was uh, 200 uh, points at 133 wow. per point, wow. which was wow. way below anything yeah. else that we had seen on there. As you, You're you at the, the 155, Glenn at the 150, and I've been looking yeah. ever since and seen nothing near it. So no. it, was, it was one where we kind of figured it might get bought sure. back after talking to Glenn afterwards. Yeah, yeah, that was a great deal. Just sitting here on tenderhooks waiting to see what, what happens next. Yeah, at the end of the day, I think you're, it's difficult when you're in your position. For me, sat here now, I'm thinking, well, that's okay. You just go for the next one. Don't worry, it'll, mm-hmm. it'll happen for you. It's a little bit, it's, it's disconcerting, it's worrying. And obviously, at the moment, you're in a position where Disney's still not got back all their staff. You know, in this great unpleasantness we're going through at the moment, because that's what I call it. Yeah. We don't know how long they're going to take. They're taking a lot longer. That's definite. They've not got they, the staff they, back. No. They quoted us, uh, the resale agent quoted us. They said normally it would be within 30 days, but at the minute Disney are saying it can take up to 60 because yeah. they've downsized the staff. Well, even when you get the contract back and it goes through for right of first refusal, it was around a week before my points were loaded. They're saying that can take quite a bit longer yeah i mean i'm i'm at that point right now where you know we've finished closing on the contract and notifications that i'm getting from our reseller is uh it's going to be 30 days you know before disney processes your member number and loads the points and everything that because of uh the short staffing owing to what did you call it the unfortunateness that's great unpleasantness yeah (laughs) glenn if you created an account with dvc not yet. I didn't know I could do that before. Yeah, you, uh, they you can go me. on and cr- open and create an account before you've actually got your points. And then you, because you'll need to do that, where you'll get an email with a password type of thing. I can't really remember exactly what happens. A password that you then have to put in. So you need that account loaded. So you can set that up. But obviously you can't do anything. You can still you can go look, look through the website. You don't have to um, be a member to look at it. But you can, obviously you're locked off from going into membership until you've got that your point they've given it an authorization but that's where you are at the moment so hopefully you'll be the first person uh kevin from the future will be able to come in and confirm look forward to it. well thank you kevin from the present i learned something glad i came on the episode today yeah well hopefully we'll um we're given all the facts but i'm saying i'm not a disney dvc representative of any kind i've done research a lot and i think i i know less now than i did when i purchased it so probably you you three guys that are buying it probably know as much more than what you think you know okay so you we've, we've now got two people glenn's definitely got his contract at poly paul's waiting for his contract to go through and we've all got our fingers crossed for that we've got jeff here who's got an offer in on a bay lake tower contract now so that's going through Right, first refusal at the moment, Jeff, is it, yeah? That's correct, yep. 
Okay, so now we've got Jeff with his contract going through right at first view. And we've also got Mr. Kurt Stone here, who's also a Bay Lake Tower owner. So we've got two of each. So I thought what we'd do for a little bit of interest, we'd do a smackdown or whatever you like to call it. We'd do the pros and cons of wit of each of the two resorts because we're going to have poly owners here and we're going to have Bay Lake Tower owners here. And me and me and Trevor are just be uh, sitting on the sidelines. So just Trevor, say you're Saratoga Springs, but I wasn't sure where where Trevor was. I was just resort. that was just what um, I was going to ask, Paul. <laughs> so go on, Trevor. Sorry, where are you? That's all right. No, I, I own a Copper Creek. Right. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So we've I, got. I love it. Yeah, I mean, a Copper Creek. I mean, it looked really nice, the room that I booked and uh, had for two nights. It was just a shame I was in the UK and uh, Tony Ann was the one in, in the uh, in the studio there. But yeah, it's... Um, fingers, fingers crossed we should be there in uh, July, hopefully. Let's fingers all crossed. hope for you, Trevor. Okay, when so, are you going in July, Trevor? Uh, the 25th. Just miss you. We leave on the 24th. Oh, yeah. oh. That would have been yeah. awesome, wouldn't it? Oh, God, I used that word. <laughs> you know, I, I'm going to have to double check now. I'm, I have 25th in my head, but I'm going to double check now. If I are, I'll, I'll ping you a message. Yep. Glenn's family and my family are both there 17 through the 24th. So if, you, if you're coming in early, uh, hit us yeah. up. Yeah, we'll do. That would be great to get you you guys to meet up. You could yeah, you awesome. could meet Trevor. It'd be nice and jet lagged, but. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's, we're going to go through and list all the um, pros and the cons to the two resorts. But do the pros first then, guys. So Polynesian pros, go on, Paul, you go first. What's the pros to buying at Polynesian? Okay, so I I guess when I was thinking about it, I wasn't thinking about it in relation to Bay Lake Tower. So some of the pros for the Poly are then obviously very similar to the pros for the Bay Lake Tower. So it was it was kind of the resort itself and, and the location. So it's a, a two for one really because they're kind of inextricably linked. Love the theming, love the Polynesian Hawaiian theming of the resort, the landscape gardens, etc. And we have actually watched the fireworks from the Polynesian beach where they, they pipe in the music did that a couple of years ago and it's great so so that's why the kind of resort and the location go go kind of hand in hand and then you know if the location obviously links to the magic kingdom there's so many different ways you can get to the magic kingdom from the poly it's it's crazy and then and then just the amenities in in that area because obviously although you've got the poly you're not limited to the poly you're right next door to grand floridian Monorail hop to the contemporary Magic Kingdom itself, and and then obviously Bay Lake Tower as as well. Those are those are some of the the main pros. I think the other thing was just the the studios. We're we're typically studios, and the studios at the Poly are are the biggest studios of pretty much any. Maybe Hilton Head or Vero Beach are bigger. I'm not quite sure, but of the Walt Disney World Studios, Poly is is the biggest, and they sleep five, so they've got that extra Murphy bed or fold down bed. Got the the double bathroom as well, which is which is great. So those were the main pros that that we had for for the Poly. But obviously, you need that double bathroom to get your makeup on in the morning, don't you, Paul? Well, definitely, and also we got to understand, Kevin, is I am the only male in the family. I got a wife and two daughters, and even the dog's female. So having any access to any bathroom is is a rare occurrence for me. So I I, I got to try and take whatever edge I can get. Yes, Glenn. 
I can, you know, carry on. Paul, those were excellent. Those are almost all the same ones I had. If I could just add on, uh, maybe a couple more is, you know, the length of the contract vis-a-vis uh, Bay Lake Tower. You're going to have a couple extra years on there. So uh, for those especially who are planning on resale, you know, if, if you're getting rid of it in 10 years, you're still going to have a few extra years. That makes it more beautiful there. And of course, uh, if you're keeping it the whole time, then that's a that's a lot more vacations you can squeeze in. Um, And also you mentioned walking distance to Magic Kingdom. That's obviously brand new. You can walk uh, now from the Polynesian around the Grand Floridian to the Magic Kingdom. But something else I, I like to uh, take advantage of is you can walk to the TTC and catch the monorail straight to Epcot uh, when it opens up. Uh, it's it's not not currently running, but full expectation that'll open back up again. And that's a very short walk and uh, not terribly unpleasant. Whereas at Bay Lake Tower, you, you would need to transfer, uh, sure. take two monorails. And one thing that, just to, to kind of add on, the three, there's three of the buildings which are DVC buildings at the Polynesian, and one of those does actually have theme park views, you know, firework, firework views. So it's slightly extra points, but not a huge amount of extra points. So you've you've got that as well. You can actually get, you know, a view of the fireworks. I think it tends to be better if you're on the higher floors because the bungalows sit right in front of that building. But certainly the photographs I've seen from the from the studios there look pretty good. And this wouldn't be so much, uh, you know, Polynesian above Bay Lake Town but certainly Polynesian above other resorts is that it's just not very large of a resort. No matter where you are, you're you're never going to be very far from either the main ceremonial house or any of the uh, transportation options. Uh, whereas, you know, some some of the resorts like a like a beach club or something like that, you could be quite a distance from where you want to be. Jeff, do you want to chime in with any pros that you can think of that these two guys didn't manage to cover? Because I think they've covered pretty much everything. I can think of one, if you can't. They they Pretty much covered everything that I considered when when making a move, so I got nothing to add. Oh, Kurt's just put his hand up, and I know he's going to say the one I've got in my pocket, so I don't even know, so I mute him. Go on then, Kurt. <laughs> say it. Go on. I know what you're going to say. Well, first of all, I think Polynesian is my favorite resort on property. It was not for sale when I bought 10 years ago, and when it did come up for sale, I was like, oh, I wish both my wife and I loved the Polynesian. We'd stayed there. That was the first deluxe resort we ever stayed at on property. So it had a special meaning for us. But the Polynesian, the ambiance at the Polynesian at all times at night when those tiki torches are going, I love the Polynesian theme. And it has the best food on property for <laughs> restaurants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did I hit it? Yeah, I'm guessing that's where Kevin I thought love, you would go. go I love on the food trip. there. I love the quick service at Captain Cook's. I enjoy the Ohana is my favorite restaurant on property. And the Tambu Lounge is one of the best lounges on property. Yeah, I see Trevor wants to add. Go ahead, Trevor. I think as well, it's a good one to mention as well, is that you've also got Trader Sam's up there. Ah! I think a lot of people yep. Trader Sam's. Right, that's it. I'm off. And, Bye. <laughs> and, and the also pool. as well, it's good to mention as well that the whole resort's being refurbished at the moment, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and I was actually gonna gonna get in on pool there, uh, Kurt, because the pool is so beautiful at the Polynesian. They've got an amazing splash pad area, fully themed with the Polynesian, you know, kind of um, you know, kind of tiki guys and uh, and the bamboo. And then over at Bay Lake Tower, it's very plain. It's you know, it's got a zero entry for the kids. It's got a a, a slide. You you do have two nights where you can go over to the contemporary, and they've got a slide and zero entry the same. Yeah. But it is very plain. It doesn't transport you in the way that the Polynesian one does. The last time I stayed at the DVC, we had a first floor. Now the DVC rooms are in very specific buildings. 
just to again comment on where you'll be. You'll be close to the ceremonial house and close to the ticket and transportation center. But we, the other thing they did, they refurbed the pool, the what we like to call the adult or the quiet pool, and they put a bar there as well as a hot tub. And, it, and they've got little cabanas. So I had to walk, it was right in front of me. I just walked right there through that area on my way to the ceremonial house. Yeah, so the Polynesian is absolutely stunning. And we'll get into what I'm sure the cons are there, but. Yeah. I, sorry, honest, Kevin. Yeah, sorry, go on, Paul. No, I just, I just, I don't know how I could have forgotten that. I've just remembered the biggest advantage of being a Polynesian owner and staying at the Polynesian. It's it's just an all-out excuse to wear a Hawaiian shirt any <laughs> any day of your holiday. That's got to be a good thing. I'm an ex-Magnum PI fan, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what? I I went round the gift shop, because that's another pro to it. The gift shop in, in the Polynesian is superb. I don't know if you've ever been there. I spent yeah. about an hour and yeah. a half in there. I did buy a shirt from there, but it was a DVC shirt. But the Polynesian gift shop, and that, like you say, those those Polynesian shirts. I mean, we couldn't get away with wearing them to work, could we? My whole office is done in the Polynesian really theme, so yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, Very I think good vibe. I think that that that's all I can add to it. Obviously, the, the other thing is hammocks down on the beach. If you can get in one of those, and watching fireworks from there would be fantastic. I assume we we are basically going to just cover it as normal with a great unpleasantness not a not not taken into account so hopefully you know when we're all sorted you'll be able to enjoy all of those pros you're really you're really transported to a calm you know you got the music playing like i mentioned at night the tiki torches there is polynesian calm feel to that resort and relaxation that doesn't exist i don't think in any other resort yeah you got the electrical electrical water pageant at night as well (laughs) oh that's a pro is it is that a pro (laughs) well it's something it's something you know if you trick it it, it's something for nothing it is you know it's we joke about that um, thing all the time sorry trevor sorry that's okay you also get the um music for happily ever after piped in as well Yeah. yeah Yeah, it's great. It's cool. And I think there is a there is an infinity hot tub. I think it's by the Volcano Bay pool, which yeah. looks over the lake as well. They really did a nice job reimagining the pools, the volcano pool. Mm-hmm. Just be careful when you go down that slide to make sure your shorts are on really tightly or else you'll scare the children. What shorts? <laughs> <laughs> well, there is that. Yeah, we're British. We're Speedo boys. I'm Scottish. It's, it's going to be a it's going to be a kill for me. Remind me not to go when you're there, Paul. Be Hawaiian shot and grass skirt for me. <laughs> yeah, so I think, like you say, I think it has got. It's a completely different resort in the day to what it is at night. That's another pro to it, I suppose. So come on then, let's uh, let's move over to Bay Lake and we'll go for the pros on Bay Lake and then we'll get all miserable in in a few minutes. So Kurt, come on, it's your resort. You own there. Let's have the pros from your point of view, please. Absolutely. Well, first of all, Bay Lake Tower, wasn't it the first tower, I think, on Disney property? You've got the best view, really, from your room, as long as you know you get up there high. If you're on, I love the, the lake side, they call them the lake rooms, and you can see, like, into Epcot, almost. And you can, you can see Everest from your room. Bring your binoculars. It is the, the stunning view from there. That is one of my favorite things. You can, I love waking up early in the morning, seeing the fog coming over the Grand Floridian. If you're waiting for the, the elevator there. And so that location 
which has always been important to me for DVC, as we've already talked about being close to the Magic Kingdom and in being in the, the spotlight of the best place on earth. Yeah, we have a monorail that goes right through kind of our sister resort there, which is pretty unique. I don't know who else has a monorail that goes through their resort. So that's very convenient for doing the monorail crawl. So you are on the monorail crawl and you can do that anytime. It's great when you come in that first day to do the monorail crawl, have a few drinks along those resorts. So that is fantastic. You've got the best, one of the best walks to a park the theme park, the Magic Kingdom. Even better than the Polynesian. It's a shorter walk and it's a fantastic walk over there. And you've got the top of the world lounge that is only open to Disney Vacation Club owners. And you can bring, a and if you got a podcast, you can bring a bunch of your friends up there and have a really good time, even if you're not even there. Yeah, rowdy friends will stand on the furniture, though. That's oh, legend. Are we going to go there? Are we going to tell that story? <laughs> right, just to point out, I don't know if you're aware, but resale members have access to the DVC lounge at the top of the world because it's paid for and maintained out of our maintenance or dues. So regardless of whether you buy direct or resale, you have access to the DVC lounge at the top of the world. Now, it's not the case with the one in Epcot. The rumor is that that may go away when Epcot is finished and all done. I really hope it's not because, you know, I just get Kurt to take me up there. <laughs> seem to be there all the time you're there so that's fine and yeah just to continue on the food is pretty good you got the one of glenn's favorites the california grill is right there you can have your meal and then go out and watch the fireworks also up on top of the california grill it's one of the probably one of my favorite and signature you, restaurants on property and you don't have to be dining at that time so if you were to dine at six in the evening and the fireworks are at 10 if you've got your receipt from california grill you can go back in and go to that observation deck yep. can't you yeah and contempo cafe is one of my favorites i enjoy that i think i would put captain cooks a little bit ahead of it but i like to always have good things there we got Chef Mickey's, the most popular character dining on property. And it's, I can tell you, it's much better to stay at Bay Lake Tower than stay in a room above Chef Mickey's. Mm, Although it's kind of funny when you come home from your room and you're staying in the contemporary and you see all the craziness. That's It's kind of fun to not be in there and watch all the towels and napkins flying around. But that is a great place. The Wave, I had a bad experience the Wave my first time, but I have a lot of listeners that come on my podcast and talk very favorably about the breakfast there and the buffet that they do. So I think that is a fantastic, actually, I had a great second experience there. They had a DVC event. Another good thing about, I think you have to buy direct maybe for that. I'm not sure, but that DVC event, I had to pay for it actually, but they did include a trip after or to the Bay Lake Tower to go up and have an evening and they had some wine, champagne up on top. Yeah. So I think we really, you know, it's funny when we purchased everyone on the Diz boards as we were looking through, there was a lot of negative comments about the, the ambiance and the style or the lack of Disneyness of Bay Lake Tower. And I asked my wife, does that bother you? Because we were considering Beach Club, which I also love very much on a resale at the time. And she's like, nah, I love the contemporary. It's the contemporary. I love that. <laughs> so we've never cared about that. And I've always enjoyed the big tower. There's still plenty of Mickey touches in there. It's just more subtle, isn't it? It's yeah. not in your face. But I think they're going yeah. for that now with deluxe resorts anyway. They're not going for out Riviera. And out. Yeah. yeah, out and out Disney in your face. But yeah, I think you're, you're right there with it. Definitely yeah. to me, 
Baylor Tower having top of the world lounge. Maybe one thing we I, took. Sorry, maybe because I spent one of the, mo the most memorable evenings with two of these gentlemen here. Well, Kurt was on a FaceTime call, but yeah, it was just an incredible evening. The, the other advantage in pro of Bay Lake Tower compared especially to the Polynesian is you've got all of the possibilities that DVC rooms have with two bedroom and grand villas and one bedrooms. And my family and I did our 25th wedding anniversary. I have three kids, they're all older, grown up, and we very comfortably stayed my very first DVC stay was at a two bedroom at Bay Lake Tower, which is stunning. Yeah, I was gonna bring that up. They're all you've got the full gamut of of rooms at Bay Lake, which you don't have at Polynesian. So you've got all of it from a studio right up to a grand villa. So that's yeah. gotta that's gotta be a pro. You can wash your clothes. <laughs> yeah. I don't know this the DVC at Poly, I'm trying to think. I think it's there's a community yeah. washer dryer. Yeah, there's a central laundry. The one the good thing at Polly was a person staying there left me a case of beer. Nice. That wasn't me. <laughs> Poor Scott, he doesn't leave any alcohol. Ah, uh, yes, I'm just, sorry. Just so you up. know, I've been, I've been drinking here, but it is it is just water because it's only, <laughs> it's only like 1 p.m. here. Did I cover it all? I think so. Yeah. Go on then, Trevor. Well, as, a, as a top tip that many people may not know, if you ask your the, the room cleaners when you arrive, if they've got any leftover crates of beer, they always give them to you. Ha oh, ha. Really? You'd think that'd be their perk to keep themselves. Yeah, no, because they, they so-called have to throw them out. They're not officially normally allowed to give them out, but they say they'll be in this corridor. You just go pick them up. Well, finally, the Kevin. Two times we went. Finally, yeah. I can tell you, seven years of being your friend, it's finally paying off. <laughs> yeah, go on, Jeff. Thank what? you, Trevor. Kevin never told me that. Kevin didn't know that, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Jeff, did you want to chip in I figured I'd, uh, on the bay lake tower side i figured i'd add a couple more pros or things that i considered when i was first looking into the dvc i started to kind of narrow down the choices obviously location as we've kind of touched on was the primary drive i i like the idea of being able to walk to a park so looked at Beach Club, looked at Boardwalk, Holly, Grand Floridian, Bay Lake Tower. The the contract for the contracts for Bay Lake Tower and Polly both are longer than what you're gonna find with Beach Club, the boardwalk. So for someone like Glenn who's looking to then resell our purchase in about 10 years, having those longer contracts was important. Uh, to me so that we can keep it for 10 years, then resell it, and there'll still be 20 or more years for someone else to buy. In addition, the the dues for the Bay Lake. Now, mind you, we're talking, you know, pennies or, or cents from Poly versus uh, Bay Lake, but they are still lower. I think they're the second lowest. I think, oddly, Grand Floridian is the lowest of the dues. They're right now currently under seven under seven dollars per point. Uh, that was a great draw. For all these are all things from the finance standpoint, uh, from a straight uh, hotel standpoint as well. The bus depot being so close, where everyone gets dropped off, it's, it's somewhat difficult to get from one resort to another resort. Obviously, you have Uber and Lyft that's there, but if you want, you can walk from the Contemporary over to the Magic Kingdom buses, and then jump on a bus there to any other resort for a, a free trip to another resort a little bit more difficult at some of the other resorts to, to get over there so those are 
being able to get to from resort to resort is really tricky and that's what we do with saratoga springs we go from saratoga springs to disney springs and do exactly the same as that yeah i hadn't thought of that that is a really good point because if you do want to go to dining reservation somewhere you're ubering for most resorts so yeah great point great point on the dues and i would i'm wondering i think this has been my experience that in terms of getting the polynesian at seven months if you're not going specifically on a very high time that you got a better chance of getting a studio at the polynesian because i've stayed there twice without any problem whatsoever at seven months but try to get a bay lake tower at seven months and i don't think you're going to get it i think that's purely because there's so many studios at polynesian because that's all there is is studios and those yeah. huge bungalows which i think when we go into the con i think we'll cover that in minuscule detail i wanted jeff to know that so that he if he ever wants to stay at the polynesian he probably will be with his bailey good to know that was a hope Graham. thanks for that yeah i think with the the, the kessler brothers here i don't think you're gonna have issues too much at seven <laughs> months because you're not going you're not looking to go for two weeks are you i mean with paul and myself we're looking for a two week well, i think um we, we certainly want to experience as many of the DVC resorts as we can. I think the first time we go, you know, hopefully we'll get our poly contract, either this one or, or some future one. I think the first time we'd go, we'd probably stay at the poly. And it looks like, I mean, you guys are probably aware, but there's some pretty good availability charts out there on the internet if you if you search for them. And it, and it seems like availability at the poly at the 11 month mark is, is, is pretty good. So hopefully we'd be able to get our, our two weeks. But beyond that, then yeah, I think I'd definitely be interested in a split stay. We, we want to stay at the Animal Kingdom lodge we love the wilderness lodge um i'd love to stay at bay lake if we could get something even if it was just for a couple of nights so yeah and then obviously there's the opportunity maybe to trade points i don't know how easy that is I've, I've seen it on some of the boards that you can you can trade points with other owners so there may be ways to to get into places like boardwalk or beach club which i think are very difficult to get into at the at the seven month mark yeah definitely want to try some of these other resorts we've we've i should have mentioned we did actually stay at old key west three times but that was just paying by cash that was yeah that comes up on version sometimes the, doesn't it yeah 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 free dining plan don't, don't get them so much now but used to get saratoga springs and old key west quite a lot what, what we tend to do try so we get the actually the two weeks the 11 month window we book a week so yeah. you can book and then every day after that we just add a day right and then we find it's always we always get our two weeks then sure well, yeah I've that's, booked, that's good Trevor, yeah i've booked my 12 night for my january stay at my home resort saratoga no problem I'm doing yeah. a little deal where I'm going to hopefully book three nights at Animal Kingdom Lodge, similar to what you're suggesting of a trading points. Mm. Also, what I did with our other resort was with our first trip, I booked it all 11 months, but then what I did, rather than booking it in one section, I booked three, two lots of three nights at Saratoga Springs. Now, you can link those so you'd stay in the same room. Then when I checked availability at seven months, those two, three night sections one of those was available at Animal Kingdom Lodge. So I oh, booked good. Animal Kingdom Lodge, cancelled Saratoga Springs. So you don't have to cancel the whole reservation. You can do it in little increments. And by doing that, you've got your availability there. And you can also just drop those three. So you can do it all online and you're not having to phone up and wait in now three, four hours on the phone to get to speak to somebody because you've got to cancel your whole holiday to bring in just three nights at the end at Animal Kingdom Lodge, for instance. Also, if you are looking to go to a another resort for a couple of nights, if you step up from a, from a studio to a one bedroom, the availability in one bedroom is the best because the one bedroom are almost double the prices of a studio. So they fill up last. So there's more availability there. So if we did, we just done a couple of nights 
flights in Animal Kingdom Lodge in a one bedroom using my Saratoga Springs point at seven months. But we couldn't get the last three nights because that was over Halloween. I thought of that and I booked three, two, three nights. So I had to have three nights at Animal Kingdom Lodge then three nights back at Saratoga Springs. But it got us a one bedroom with a Savannah view at Animal Kingdom Lodge, which I'm telling you, absolutely blew my mind. Was that Kidani or was that Jumbo? That was Kidani. And Kidani, some people like Jumbo House better than Kidani. The room is better, I feel, at Kidani because you've got two bathrooms. You've got a bigger living room area than you have at Jumbo. A lot of people like to be at Jumbo. But we had one where the feed station was right in front of our bedroom window. So when first went in, we just opened the, the patio doors and there were three giraffes directly in front of our room you ain't beating that none are you it was superb well i have three rabbits eating at my bird feeder this morning <laughs> i got a couple of squirrels here interesting. <laughs> they're everywhere yeah they're the gray ones though aren't they they're the damned american ones that have come over again yeah we've only got red ones over here on the isle of Wight. okay so let's let's go quickly through the cons because i know glenn's got to go soon he's got childcare. right okay so the cons of Polynesian, I'll give you one straight up. I'll go first. I didn't give any cons re- pros, but mine is it's only studios and bungalow. And Glenn's done the figures. So you did the figures financially. Did you do? Did you look at the figures with the points? Yeah, and uh, you know the the plan for us. I'm a family of five. My wife and then three young boys. Currently, you know, uh, ten, eight, and six. And there's no way we would squeeze into a single, but what uh, or a uh, studio. But our plan would be to get two, and that's why we purchased the number of points that we did. So 220 points. We'll use those every other year for a week long trip and just basically create a two bedroom uh, with with two adjacent studios that has four bathrooms in it, which is a real great kicker. I mean, I don't have girls. Uh, <laughs> you <know. laughs> you got really, boys. What, what I would say on that. It's her own bathroom. Well, would say There's never going to be a toilet seat down <laughs> right. for your wife. That's a real tragedy. <laughs> She's used to it, though. What I would say on that is you'll probably find with the, the amount of points you're using for those two studios that you'll be able to go and get a one bedroom at another resort for less points. So you, you'll probably will try to move around at the seven month period. I mean, you're going to go to Poly, obviously, the first time. As as the years go on, you'll be able to go into a one bedroom and try lots of other resorts. So I think you're in a great position. Well, so the deal, the deal was uh, my wife would permit me to spend $30,000 buying <laughs> timeshare at Disney. Uh, she's not a big Disney fan. I'm, I'm huge, you know, into Disney. That's my happy place. But she could take it or leave it, really. But the trade-off with her that, uh, that cinched it was was going and staying in two bedrooms, you know, having separate rooms for everyone. She likes the luxury of the deluxe resorts and all the amenities that we've kind of gone over already. But, you know, our purchase was really based on an expectation of two bedrooms or the two studios uh, kind of connected. And, and we did look at some other resorts. We, w- we were looking at Saratoga Springs and, and a couple others, you know, for the availability, extra room, extra space, extra doors to provide the privacy and make it re- actually feel like a vacation because she's not into the whole you know wake up at 5 a.m go stand in lines and you know go go hard in the parks until you you crash at night wants to relax a little more have a nice pool have a nice pool bar and food options and you know so extra space in the room the two bedrooms that really all like i think kind of matches with our 
our plan. I know what your plan is, Glenn. You're just going to put the kids in the other, in their own room, then you're going to hide with the wife in the other one. <laughs> Set it and forget it. Exactly. You you see how we're working, Trevor. Uncle then Curtis it, can come and then I'll and we'll go run and, or early in the morning. Uncle Curtis will stay with the boys. Sweet. I love it. You're hired. <laughs> and then early in the morning, we'll... Uh, Sneak away. Well, that's the plan. Put him to bed in a separate room behind a locked door and then go back to the parks again, you know? <laughs> no reason to be tiptoeing around. Yeah, I think that's that that's fair enough. That's a good my concern is there are so many points in those bungalows. Now we all know those bungalows are not filled every night, but there are points incorporated in those bungalows. Am I using the right word? You understand what I mean? Yeah. The points are spread out over the whole resort and you've got X amount of thousand points in the studios an x amount of thousands of points in the bungalows and a bungalow for instance starts at 115 points a night did you hear Apparently, me that would be uh, about two thousand dollars i mean that's yeah. that's nuts it's crazy so it's 115 crazy. points a night whereas a studio starts at 16 yeah you know obviously that's the same mm-hmm. night and that's only you know for a small portion of the year but i just thought that was really interesting that that those bungalows are, are sucking up so many points out of your availability and that would concern me with getting into a, a studio but i think it is because you've got a lot of studios there that there is some availability i think the risk is that if they ever had to drop the price on the bungalows you know the point price on the bungalows to make them more attractive and those points then get spread across the studios you know how much of an impact would that have on the price of the studios hopefully it wouldn't have that much because there are a lot of studios it would just depend how much they'd have to drop the price on the bungalows but that was the that was the kind of risk factor yeah that that's interesting this point because they can of course manipulate the points they can't just put the points up they've, they've always got to spread it evenly within your resort so if they take if they were to drop the points on, on like you say, the bungalows, they then got to increase them on the studios. So that is a little bit of a worry or a risk at, at Polynesian. But like you but say, just, sorry, if I can just, you know, mitigate that a little bit. I, if you look at the availabilities, you know, on, on some of those sites, the strange thing is that there is extra availability on the studios and not uh, so much on the bungalows. So mm. maybe it's because there's just a limited number of them. Maybe it's a different kind of a clientele who who are booking those, but they seem to be booking up. The bungalows seem to be booking up with some some regularity. I might expect that it would go the opposite direction that if they're going to reallocate the points they might say you're already paying this astronomical number what's to say we put that up a little more let's try to fill our studios a little better by dropping those points down Mm -hmm. one or two per night and and maybe you get a little you know a little benefit in that way too the only thing i would add to that glenn or my concern with that statement is that are you looking at the availability at the moment because the availability at the moment in polynesian is really good and the main reason for that is they're knocking the place apart refurbing it it's not got monorail at the moment and i think it is coming online in the next few weeks but at the moment polynesian is not as beautiful as it normally is so it's not as attractive as it normally is so maybe they're not booking those rooms maybe people are going to a different resort at the moment so I'd, I'd be a little bit worried that that may may change. And that's not a bad thing from your point of view in that it's going to keep your investment high. I mean, they're putting a lot of money into the new rooms. I'm not sure if they're doing the DVC rooms at the moment, but obviously eventually they will because they are on a rotor 
of refurbing rooms. I think every seven years they do some work on each of the resorts. I think, Kevin, I think the, just to kind of put your mind at rest on that one, I think those availability charts actually go back quite a, ah, okay. quite a bit. So I think if you look historically, you know, the, the availability at 11 months has certainly been pretty good at the poly. And even at the seven months, the, apart from the really busy times of the year, it, it does tend to be reasonable. But yeah, I think interesting what you said there, Glenn, about the the bungalows booking up. And I imagine there must be some level of success because after the poly, they put them in at Copper Creek, didn't they? So if they'd been a disaster at poly, you, you think maybe they would have pulled back at, at, at Copper Creek. Yeah, but the point value at Copper Creek is a lot lower. It's lower. So I think there was a little bit of an adjustment there. But then having said that, they're not really on the water like they are at Polly. Yeah. So perhaps that's that's the pull for them. All right. I got I got the biggest con for the Polynesian. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. It's that Magic Kingdom boat that blows its horn yeah, very early in the morning. There you go. <laughs> that's not a con for me. I think that's I think that's quite atmospheric. I like the sound of that. That sounds good to me. I'm an early riser when I, though. But I've had people ask me about the Polynesian that is a question that comes up it was always cracked me up yeah I'm not worried about it because I'm up at the crack of dawn but yeah and they were asking especially when you're staying the bungalows I remember I had Len Testa on he he said on the podcast yeah he was like wow the the sound really travels across that water so it is you will I don't know so much about in your room there I don't I'm really got to stretch to find a con with the Polynesian yeah I agree the only other one for me was and and it's I guess it's common to the other resorts around the Monterey was just the distance from some of the other locations you know so Epcot fine because you've got the the Monterey the studios Disney Springs the water parks Animal Kingdom obviously you know it's a little bit of a a little bit of a trek to those places bus or car I guess or, or Uber uh, same thing but uh, that was the only other their con but then if you stay you know if you stay in boardwalk or beach club then you've got the opposite you've got the trek to the magic kingdom so you can't have everything i guess that's when the split stay comes in i think isn't it yeah it's a great place for a split stay and i would <laughs> just add another pro the walk to the trans ticket and transportation center is very short from the dbc rooms <laughs> that can be a nice perk too when you're coming into the ticket and transportation center either going in or going out i think we're all agreed there's very few cons to the the polynesian is there right that that that's rip apart um bay lake tower let this will upset kurt have we got any cons for bay lake tower what do you reckon Len? yeah so you know just kind of chiming in on some of the comments we made when we were talking earlier the the theming i think is something that the casual visitor might you know kind of is a little lacking that there isn't enough you know kind of deep you know kind of kind of vibe happening there the theming that you expect from disney um i i would probably also kind of lump back in the pools again just to kind of say that uh, it's just not i mean it's a luxury experience but it's not as luxe as the grand floridian it you know it, you've got the view of the magic kingdom and you know bay lake and seven seas lagoon transport you you know and i think that that's something probably that i would uh, i would you know kind of flag it for if we're i mean we're we're you know splitting hairs here they're they're both incredible resorts proximity to some of your favorite stuff uh, you know food wise and, and all that but uh, you know if i i guess if we're splitting hairs i'd probably ding it for the theming yeah i, th- I think you're pretty hard pressed it is a very plain resort the only thing i is i think it's uh, hasn't got any dining now i know kurt said it has but you've got to go to a, another resort for your dining you've got to go to the contemporary there's as a walking path the bridge isn't there to go between the two to me you're if you want to go and get a coffee it's quite a long walk in the mornings i mean that's not a problem for kurt because you like your coffee walks 
but for some people they don't want to get up and have to walk to another resort to get breakfast and coffee and stuff like that well i i would just say i think psychologically it feels further than it actually is in steps you know like it, if you're walking from any you know longhouse at polynesian to go get your coffee it's probably the same or even longer <laughs> distance. That would, that'd be a great recon to count your steps between the dvc at poly and bay lake tower i would argue it's pretty doggone close. Yeah, we stayed at Old Key West one time and walking <laughs> from where we stayed to mm. where Olivia's was, oh my goodness, yeah. we, we should have had a bike or something. It was yeah. it was far, so. Yeah, what about Animal mm. Kingdom? Oh yeah. God. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. I went into that in quite a bit of detail when I, when I did my trip report from with Kurt. Because I actually timed it from my room to the lobby and it was nowhere near as far as my room at Saratoga Springs. Nowhere near. But I much prefer to walk from my room at Saratoga Springs to the lobby at Saratoga because you had more to look at. You were just walking down a corridor in Animal Kingdom Lodge. And it was about it was about quarter the time. So it was a much shorter but it felt like forever. This corridor just went on and on and on. And Although they're all themed, these corridors, they have got three different sorts of African shields on the doors and on the walls. When you walk in 10 minutes, it gets a little bit boring after the third day of doing it. Yeah, go on, Glenn. You've actually just got me thinking about another knock on the Bay Lake Tower, which is those hallways are obviously indoors. So you're traveling a lot inside. You're not getting to see views while you're inside of the resort. You're just seeing these hallways and they, they are pretty long too. They're not nearly as long as Animal Kingdom, but they're quite monotonous. <laughs> you know, they don't have shields on the wall. It's that clean contemporary thing. So once you've committed to being indoors, it's a lot of the same stuff you're looking at. I mean, we're, again, we're picking, <laughs> these are minutes yeah, out of your week, but you know, the, the, you know, walking around at the Polynesian, you're going to go from longhouse to longhouse. You're going to see the beach. You're going to hear the music and, you know, just kind of take in that whole vibe over at Bay Lake Tower. You know, it's it's that very robotic, you know, kind of clean aesthetic. It, it doesn't have that same kind of vacation-y vibe. Well, Glenn, you are really stretching. I will counter <laughs> your boring walk with a fantastic boat ride from the bay lake tower contemporary over to the geyser point restaurant which is mm. one of the best lounge and restaurants on property so you have that beautiful boat ride over there to the wilderness lodge which has some fantastic dining options and even the hoop de doo review if you want to go do that and then just go lazily back on the boat to your resort so there take that I'll, I'll, up, I'll up your boat ride though, Curtis, <laughs> because from the poly, you can do the same thing. And it's two boat rides for the price of one. Right? <laughs> you take the launch from the poly to the Magic Kingdom and then take the uh, Wilderness Lodge launch. Or you can take the big boat that wakes everybody up in the morning and then take the little boat. That's like a cruise. It is, ride. yeah, exactly. So you're going to free cruise thrown in. <laughs> do you know how much we're paying for those UK staycation cruises here uh, and you're getting it for free there? My do you God. know what? Did you get on the phone to try and book one? yesterday no i'm not interested i just did a, an episode on disney cruise line i love i love cruising but i know i'm gonna wait until everything's back to normal before i go cruising again this is you awesome. know at bay lake tower we've got a five-legged goat <laughs> that's a, so a contemporary contemporary yeah you don't have that kind of ambiance and theming at any other resort 
There's a and joke in very- there somewhere, but I'm not going for it. Glenn, it's a very artistic resort too. I want to, you know. And from a theming standpoint, I don't know if it's if it's happening at Bay Lake Tower per se, but at the Contemporary, just like Polly is adding Moana theming to that, I believe I had read that Contemporary and maybe Bay Lake Tower is adding the Incredibles to their theming. I think that falls into the rumor category at the moment, but I think it is a. Oh, in the rooms? No, they're, they're rather verting the whole resort, as I understand it. But like I say, it's a yeah. rumor. But yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. No, it's it's underway because I think Ooh. we're staying there in we're staying at Contemporary, not at Bay Lake Tower, in July. And it says on our thing that there will be construction underway for renovation. Okay. Always. Yep. Oh, they're always doing something, which isn't a bad thing. Again, it shows that they're maintaining the resorts. Which, if they're maintaining the resorts, you're maintaining your value on your dvc investment because it's a property investment may only be a tap washer but it's a it's an investment anyway most of the renovations have been outstanding at the places if you look at pop and art of animation the you know the murphy beds and some of the stuff they're adding there and pictures of the moana rooms at poly every renovation seems like a i've got to say that the renovated rooms at saratoga springs look pretty awesome as well Oh, I said it again. <laughs> so, Kurt, buying my Hawaiian shirt and grass skirt at the poly, if they go Incredibles, you're going to have to be buying some red and black lycra for, uh, <laughs> for Bailey Tower. There you go. You better hope not. You don't want to see that. That'll ruin. That'll be an image you won't be able to get out of your mind. I can assure you of that. Well, yeah, keep on criticizing Bay Lake Tower. Put that right out, and then I know my room availability will be so much better. <laughs> I, I you, think, can all, you can all go stay somewhere else as far as I'm concerned. I don't think we're going to have an issue with that. Yeah, these are all good. Just, we I are just pit- reading Contemporary is going through a, um, an update now. Yeah. Uh, a refurbishment. All the rooms are being refurbished between April and September. Yeah, but are they actually listing that they're doing it in, in an incredible theme? No, it's just, it literally just no. says rooms yeah. being refurbished. Mm. Yeah, so it's just a rumour that they're going to use that as the upcoming sort of theme for the whole resort then. Whenever they're putting in new rooms, whether it be DVC or standard sort of resorts, they are incredible. You know, they're using using layouts to the uh, rooms that are, I think are much better. The, the re- Replacing things like sofa beds with those Murphy beds is much so much better because you've got the best of both worlds there. You've got a, a real bed because I ripped those murphy beds are a real mattress you've not got that those horrible fold-out sofa bed which i imagine would be really uncomfortable i've never slept on one but like i wouldn't fancy it myself so yeah hopefully as they go on and the refurbs are uh, coming along quite quickly so hopefully they'd be all good but i think yeah we really are struggling to find any negatives or, <laughs> or pro, uh, cons to either of these resorts they're fabulous resort and i'd stay at both of them at the drop of a hat to be honest i don't know how you lot feel about it but hopefully we're oh definitely yeah i'd love to i'm happy to stay in either one of them yeah i think we do we'd all like to stay in pretty much all the dvc resort now paul do you have any interest in staying at say the other two beach resorts in the u.s Vera beach and hilton head that's it they escaped me yeah for a i certainly i certainly would be interested in it it'd be something that we'd probably bolt on to to a, an Orlando trip, you know, so maybe we'd add a, a couple of days on the end. I mean, we've we've done things like that before, so we've we've done a couple of days at Universal, or we've actually gone down to the Keys a couple of times. So so that that is definitely something that would be of interest. Do you guys see that there was a shark attack there just during the week? The um, Vero Beach one. Yeah, there's oh. a guy bitten in the leg. Oh. Don't know how he ended up. He said he was not in danger. Yeah, got bitten by a shark. We looked at going to that Hilton Head one, and we just found it. To go from Orlando to get there, it just seems a real pain mm, just to try and get there. Just yeah, Hilton Head's a fair drive. Vero Beach isn't 
too far, is it? No, no, Vera no. Beach is fine, but that Hilton Head just seems a, a real nightmare to get to. Yeah, just out of interest, the two Brits on the podcast here, do you both you hire cars when you go? Or... Yeah. Normally, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we normally, the last time we went, we hired one just literally for the first day, just for the ease to get from the airport to the to the resort. And, and then we used, the, used it the first day to get some shopping and bits and pieces and that. And then we got rid of the car and then just had an Uber. Yeah, we've, we've talked about it. We've always had the car before, apart from one time, which was a shorter trip. We, we were actually living in the States at the time and we went to Disney on our way home. So we were only there for a week and we, we didn't have a car. Next time we did talk about potentially only having a car for part of it. You know, so yeah. we talked about going into Universal for a couple of days first, then coming to Disney, um, using Disney Transport uh, halfway through that, then picking up a car at the, uh, I think you can still pick it up at the car care centre. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so picking up yeah, a car. So we, we, we dropped yeah. our car back there. And we, we found for us, I mean, we, we did the, the maths and what we spend on a car, it was just cheaper for us to Uber. And we saved ourselves yeah. hundreds of pounds. Just, yeah. just using Uber. I think definitely sure. the, the hire car is quite a, a luxury now with mm-hmm. Uber and Lyft being so yeah. so much cheaper. Another pro for DVC across the board, whether you're buying resale or direct, you're not mm-hmm. paying to park the car. Now, as I understand it, that's in our contract because our dues pay for maintenance of the car parks at the resort. So then mm-hmm. for them to bring in a charge for parking... So as long as you're staying on DVC points, your DVC point, you don't get charged for parking. Now, it's a deluxe resort, so I think you're paying, is it, I think, about $25 a night to park mm. normally. Yep. Now, we're going yep. for, say, 14 nights, 18 nights. That's a big old lump of money. I mean, that $25 really would cover your um, your Uber if you're staying on site at another resort other than DVC. Sure. Do you know if, um, if you're, say, you were to purchase... Um, and stay at a DVC resort, although you're not using DVC points. Do you still get the free parking, or do you have to still no, pay? No, you'd, you'd, if you're if you're paying a cash room, you're paying for parking as well. Paying for parking, yeah. I mean, it's something to think about if you're if you're not a DVC member and you're not interested in DVC. You know, if you rent points to stay for your stay you i think you're getting free parking then as well aren't you if you if your stay is on point i think so. because yeah you are staying on points i think you do get free parking and yes. that's over i mean because glenn's done that glenn's rented points before haven't you Glenn? i've rented points but i've never rented a car i love being in the bubble but uh yeah i think that's right yeah, yeah. we did we did that at that old key west day uh we had a car and we did it through david's vacation club and the parking was free yeah just renting a car or getting a um, a town car from the airport to the resort and to be honest honest with you when i've looked at it because we were taking four adults so you got four full cases four carry-on cases and a rucksack the car they uh, give me at base you won't fit the you'll fit the four of us in it but you won't fit the um luggage so you've got to go up a couple of upgrades to get a vehicle that will hold the luggage fanny pack <laughs> oh you had to get that one in Trans- <laughs> didn't you? Hey. translated to bum bag yeah <laughs> That's it. Now we've got an expletive. Yeah, now we've got an expletive. But as, um, again, as a UK guest, tend to go for two weeks or longer. You know, we'll typically do some things outside Disney. So we'll, we'll, we'll do a day or two at a beach or a, a state park or, a, you know, whatever. We were, Last time we went up to St. Augustine for a day. Our thinking is if we can group those things together at some point on the holiday and hire a car for, you know, three, four days, we can do that. And, and again, having a house 
full of ladies, there's always got to be at least one shopping day in there, if not if not multiple mall days. That's that's kind of what we're thinking as a strategy going forward. We we may just hire the car for a part of the the holiday. With, with I really that, think that's the best way forward. Yeah, mm. Paul. With that idea, mm. what I'm doing this time coming is I'm booking a four night stay at the start of the re- of the holiday, but I'm booking it at Universal in mm. one of their cheap resorts. Yeah. Okay, so now you're only paying, I think the room's about $150 a night. Yep. It stretches yep. my points out because four of my nights in Florida now are going to be at Universal. Yep. I've got Universal tickets, so I go to Universal, but you're mm. also right up the end there by two of the best shopping outlets. Yep. And obviously yep. Deborah will want to go to those. Yep. So we do our shopping at the beginning of the holiday. She's happy. We get to do Universal. My two grown-up sons that are coming with us next year they'll be happy because they want to go and do the Harry Potter and stuff like that. Now, I understand that the resort I'm booking won't have the express pass. At the end of the day, it's only Joe Muggins here that goes on the big roller coasters. So it, it isn't really worth spending $350, $400 a night to get the express pass in a more expensive resort. So that's what I'm doing. And that will stretch yeah. my, my point. So I'm going for 18, 18 nights, four of which are going to be mm-hmm. off-site as such. Yeah. I mean, you could stay off-site on a, on International Drive for three or four nights. No, we, I think we're going to do something similar, Kevin, because I think we're going to we're going to probably do exactly the same in terms of airport straight to Universal, a couple of nights at Universal, and and we want to do Halloween Horror Night, so that would that would make sense to do that there, and then move to Disney, and and again, if we if we are staying at the Poly, if we concentrated on Magic Kingdom Epcot for that first part of it, then hire a car that will give us. The ability to get to studios, Disney Springs, Animal Kingdom, the water park's a bit easier, and then do some days off-site as well. That's kind of what we're thinking. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Do like the off-site stuff at the beginning of the holiday in the first four mm. days. Obviously, yeah. I've picked Universal because the prices of the uh, resorts are so low, so much lower with these two new resorts that yeah. it's comparable with staying off-site on International Drive. And then you get over your jet lag, you get your shopping days in, you do your Universal, then you move over to to Disney for the for the last. I think it's going to be fifteen nights, three at Animal Kingdom, and I say twelve at Saratoga Springs in a one bedroom. So that's what where that's we good. are. Yeah. Okay, guys, I think that's been really useful information on all the pros and cons, Polynesian and Bay Lake Tower. You can't go wrong. I don't think personally you can go wrong buying DVC. As I said to the guys in our first episode, the only wrong thing you can do is be like. Glenn and Paulie and wait years and years to purchase it yeah oh sorry there's one thing I was going to say Kevin the reason one of the things that has changed for us is we've we've done dining plan a number of times you know free dining and I think now we're at a point where actually we we still love the dining plan but we do want to do our own thing a little bit more so that's another thing that makes DVC attractive although of course you can add the dining plan to DVC so it's there if you want it but not obviously not free dining so the days of free dining would be gone for us if we go down this road which is which we're fine with now yeah I think if you sat down and priced it out it is free but you're paying top price for the hotel room yeah yeah it's not really free no it's, it's like everything and it there's very little free in life we did add dining plan to our last stay and uh, Kurt at most of it. <laughs> he doesn't want to. He, he, he's, he's not even going to answer that, is he? He's at, speechless. Yeah, he's speechless. <laughs> he drank most of my alcohol and ate a load of my uh, quick services. I, I can help you out there anytime you need, Kevin. <laughs> 
yeah. ate my dinner uh, at G3 as well, the one I left over as well. Kurt loves taking extra free meals. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've never been dumb enough to give up a free meal. Yeah, Smart I mean man. we paid for it, and, and like I say, we were left with half a dozen meals and a load of snack credits. So we bought own candy that we wouldn't have bought if we if we were paying for it out of pocket. Yes, it's nice. It was two and a half thousand dollars or something like that for for me and Deborah. But we did, interestingly, we did quick service dining plan for the first seven days. Then when we moved to Animal Kingdom Lodge, we did the full dining plan. Then when we moved back to Saratoga Springs, we did the quick service dining plan. Now you can do that because they're all separate bookings. Mm. So yeah, if you do a split point. say, you can, you know, you have dining plan on one of them and not have a dining plan on the other. I'm yeah. personally hoping that dining plan doesn't come back before our January trip because I think it's, well, there's four of us going and the two boys don't are very fussy about what they eat so i'd much prefer to be able to take them somewhere and just get them cheap pizza than have to waste their credit on on a quick service pizza but interestingly enough in our trip next time in january beginning of february i'm coming for my 55th birthday on the 5th of february and we're not quite sure what we're going to name it because we're looking at maybe there's going to be two g3s next year because there's going to be one in the summer when judy comes for her 50th yeah yeah, 50th one anniversary so that's going to be the big g3 event next year but we're having our own break-off event in uh, beginning of february we're not sure who's going to be able to make it but it's going to be very exclusive we're having subway sandwiches at one of the resort pools on my birthday that's Ah. that's how rock and roll we're going to be i'll bring the beer (laughs) (laughs) okay Maybe we need to wrap this up now, I think. Thanks, guys, for being here. Like I say, if there's anything anyone would like to plug, go on, Mr. S- Mr. Stone, plug your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't heard my plug already, then you've not been paying attention and if you've listened this long. Yes, I am from the Geekin' on WDW. That is stands for Walt Disney World. Been podcasting for seven years. Listen to Kevin's podcast that's on my episode, let's see, 376, I believe. Glenn will probably be on before episode 400. We'll hear him about DVC and all the other cast of characters I bring on on a regular basis. We do a lot of trip reports and we never talk about DVC. But if you want to hear about all the other shenanigans going on at Disney World from my community that I've built over the last seven years, come join us. Thanks, Kevin. That's all right. Paul, do you want to put a plug in for the uh, After Dark team and Parks and Beyonds? Yeah, you can normally find me on Disney Parks and Beyond or That Universal Podcast. They're both After Dark podcasts. Disney Parks and Beyond, we we talk about, obviously, the parks and we talk about movies and Marvel and Disney Plus and all sorts of other things, Disney Cruise Line. Tends to be a little bit more kind of adult-themed. We have the odd naughty word, but not not much. It's try and keep it as family friendly as possible. But it's uh, definitely a British humour slant on uh, on all things Disney and theme parks. That depends on whether you've got Craig on, doesn't it? It very much depends. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's uh, he makes a big difference. That's all. Bless him. <laughs> Bless him. He'll be listening to this episode, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure he will. I want Glenn to plug his uh, art 
Come on. Oh, thanks, Kev. I appreciate that. Yeah, I am a, I'm a professional artist, a painter, and uh, paint a lot of subjects, but I have a special sweet spot in my heart for Disney. So uh, you can find my work at glennkessler.com. That's Glenn with one N, uh, Kessler, K-E-S-S-L-E-R.com. And uh, the uh, uh, paintings that I do for uh, of Disney, uh, not a Disney uh, uh, artist, uh, you know, by trade, but uh, just, uh, just a real fan. They're available for originals or also prints. And I know a couple of uh, a couple of the guys uh, on today have some prints uh, of mine hanging in their home. So uh, thanks, Kev. I appreciate that. Otherwise, you find me on, uh, you know, either talking or talked about on uh, on Kurt's podcast almost every week, it sounds like. So. <laughs> <laughs> An official uh, uh, co-host over there. Kevin, but, too. <laughs> and Kevin, too, right. Yeah. So, hey, man, thanks so much for having me on. I uh, really appreciate uh, you and uh, and everything you've meant to all the communities uh, around, the, uh, around the globe that you belong to. Kev so uh, thank you and a pleasure meeting you Paul after listening to you yep. for, for so long and uh, good to meet you Trevor and uh, and Jeff I'll see you tomorrow yep. <laughs> I just want to say that top of the world lounge was one of the best evenings I've ever spent in Disney I think just so as you know what Glenn's like I sent him a photograph of my meal and he was there within five minutes I didn't have to tell him where I was <laughs> and where, where am I at the theme park, at uh, you were you were at Satuli. You ju- you didn't say where. You just sent that picture, and Jeff and I both we were like descended on you. We had to be there. Had to see this man. <laughs> yeah. So they came in, they jumped in the entrance exit, didn't you? And I've got that wonderful photograph of the pair of us. That's right. That's right. Almost got kicked out. <laughs> <laughs> and there's also one floating about where Glenn kisses me. I and I don't really want to go into that one. There, there was a lot of alcohol flowing that G3 weekend. Uh, you know, mistakes were made, uh, but but memories were made. So What happens at G3 stays at G3, Kevin. <laughs> right. Anybody else got anything they'd like to plug? No. Good luck, Jeff. With I, your contract. Yeah, I, I, need to, I, I clearly need to start a podcast or a website. Uh, <laughs> Theotherkessler.com. Yes. <laughs> hey, number one Kessler brother. That's right. Exactly. We need, one to we need to get the third one on. We want to get Kevin on. When's he, when's he going to come on for us? He's the, coming with us in July, so maybe we could do like a triple uh, podcast when we get back from that trip. Because we're missing a Kessler brother. There's a Kevin as well. My favorite. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thanks guys. This is Kevin from the future, as promised. And just an update. Both Paul and Jeff passed right of first refusal, so are now fully-fledged DPC members just awaiting their points to hit their new accounts so congratulations guys and welcome home and another bit of good news from last month's show b thaxton has been in contact and she's now managed to secure a deal to finance contracts from the uk so you can now finance your contracts through b thaxton at dvcshop.com So get in touch with her if financing was something that was stopping you from purchasing. Obviously, it's a personal decision. I'm not a financial advisor. So it's up to you whether you feel that is something you would like to try and do. But it's now available to the UK, which is something that has not been available in the past. Okay, you can contact us on Facebook at Brit's Guide to Disney Vacation Club. We're on Twitter and Instagram at BGTDVC. Our email address is bgt.dvc at gmail.com, all lowercase. Like and subscribe us wherever you're getting your podcasts from. 
give us a review. Five stars if possible. We have three on the US site and three on the UK site. All five star. So we're doing something right, guys. Right, next month. Well, hopefully we'll have a new show out at the beginning of August. But in the interim, keep a lookout for a bonus episode to drop sometime in July. It's a new idea I've been working on with some friends and I hope you're going to enjoy it. It's a beta episode with Tony Ann and David from the Disney Crush. So keep your eyes open for that. Drop in sometime in July. And don't forget David at DisneyForBrits.com. He's a full service travel agent who will book your flights, your dining ADRs and your fast passes when they become available. All for free. So give David a try at Disney4Brits.com. He also does Universal. <laughs>